So after listening to a few of my episodes, I hope you guys can understand or guess how much of a fan I am of collaborations and partnerships. And I'm such a big fan of partnerships because that's how I got my first clients. That's how I was able to start to grow my business. And I see that that's also how many businesses that are more successful than mine or are making more revenue than mine, I see that's how they're growing. And so I'm super passionate about sharing best practices related to that so that others don't have to struggle or feel like they have to do things on their own or feel like they have to scale to the size of a Oprah or Bill Gates all by themselves because that's not what anyone is doing. Everybody has a partner of some sort, even if it's just a partner for a webinar. You know, somebody agrees to do a webinar with you and they say that you can email the hundreds of folks that are already on their email list. The only thing that they need from you is maybe you give them some a percentage of the folks that come on in. If people join the webinar and they come in and they buy, you give them a percentage of you know the registration fee, or maybe they'll, they're just happy with having a subject matter expert such as yourself come in and teach their membership. You know they'll bring you into their membership of dozens of people who are your best clients and you give a presentation about the thing that you're expert on and they get to know about you. Uh, The membership host gets to have a fresh experts come in and teach their audience and keep things value rich and everyone's happy. That could be it. But in any case, interesting or beneficial collaborations are always um, eye-catching. And so when I see them, I get pretty excited. So Thompson came on my radar some time ago. I'll have a link to Thompson's LinkedIn profile and an article that he wrote that gives a little more information about the host, I'm sorry, the guest that I'm interviewing. But Thompson, he has been involved with improving healthcare for a long time. And recently he has a new venture that we'll hear about later. And I reached out to him and asked if he would be open to sharing his story about how beneficial it is to bring nurses um, or have nurses involved in business. I saw that he had a nurse as his co-founder and involved in parts of his business. And I said, that was so cool. I'd love to hear his story about the benefits of having somebody with a healthcare expertise involved with the back end part of a business. And Instead of taking all the glory and saying, yes, I am happy to tell the story of why, you know, that's such a great idea. He said, maybe if you could leverage my co-founder, Genevieve, um, that would be an even better option or idea because, you know, she's a nurse practitioner and she would just be a much better fit. And he said, can I make an introduction? And yes, (laughs) of course, I was uh, thrilled that he made an introduction. And I reached out to him in May of 2019. And right now it's October of 2019. So some months went by. But in any case, I finally got together with Genevieve and um, I just wanted to share the backstory of and share also about Thompson, about how cool it was that, you know, and how wise as somebody who is experienced in the startup world, how wise he saw it for it to be to bring in a nurse who is expert where, you know, we're experts in healthcare to bring a nurse in to a business and have this nurse that not, not only use the clinical expertise that she has, but also will listen to her. You'll talk, you get to hear her talk about some of the best practices related to her business. And also in the article, I'm going to link to Thompson and um, he'll share some other details about business and startup and the growth and how they achieved it. So if you're any interested at all in startups in the healthcare space, growing your business, 
there are lots of gems in the article I'm going to link to, as well as what Genevieve shared with me. And again, founders who choose to bring nurses into their business, they're very smart. So with that, come listen into the interview. Take care. All right. So we are back with another episode here at the Business of Nursing. And as you know, this platform is about bringing interesting stories to nurses. And these are stories of nurses uh, who are out there doing amazing things. They're getting visible. And that's how they came on my radar. None of the nurses so far have come to me by way of whisper in my ear. They've been out there doing amazing things and I caught sight of them. I also am bringing stories of people who are not nurses, but I feel that nurses should know about. I've had patient advocates on here and others. So I'm really, I'm about fighting obscurity. I feel as though obscurity is a disease. If you have a solution that can help another human, you deserve to have that solution seen by others. So on that note, Guinevieve came on my radar and she's here with us and she's going to introduce herself. Welcome, Guinevieve. Hi. It's actually Genevieve. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks for having me. Yep. I one thing that I get really excited about also is talking about nurses and all the amazing things that we're doing out in the world. So uh, I'm really excited to talk about a little bit more about where I came from and my company, uh, which is called Nice Healthcare, which is a direct primary care clinic. So basically uh, a clinic that doesn't take insurance located currently in Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota, but we have big plans to move and expand. Awesome. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about like how you realized, you know, that there was a problem, obviously a business. I feel as though entrepreneurship and business is a form of healing. We get to heal other people and other humans and make them whole and bring them to a better state of being by you, by way of our services. So how did you realize that, a group, a population needed to be healed or needed to be brought to a better state by way of what you do? When did you first realize that? Well, I think even going into nursing, like I just had always felt that drawn to humans and the idea that there was more that we could be doing to help each other. So I think I just kind of went hand in hand. And then as I went through the process of first being an RN and then an NP and working in a traditional clinic, I actually saw two areas in that. First, in that I didn't feel that patients were having the access and the time with their providers and the partnership that we want to form. And then the other part of that is I also felt that, and I'm speaking specifically for nurse practitioners because that's my experience, I felt that nurse practitioners were not being given a welcoming environment or the tools and everything that he or she may need to be successful in helping patients and having a great work environment. So the idea of nice healthcare really came about in an attempt to help two different groups of people that would all be helping each other. Awesome. Awesome. So after you assessed and diagnosed this problem, tell me about how you went about treating the problem you assessed. I became a little discouraged in a lot discouraged in my previous clinic position. Uh, and so I started to think that there had to be some some other way. And at the time, I was wholly focused, I think, on the way that I was treating my patients. And so when I started to look at, you know, is there other ways that we can, we can partner with our patients better and I can get back to doing more of the, the true primary care that I wanted to do, 
I was lucky enough to run into a, a, another group of people basically through online, a Facebook connection that I had uh, with a nurse practitioner that I went to school with years and years before that was starting with this other company. And so then I was, you know, once you kind of make the introduction and you start to talk to people and learn that there are other options out there, it just really started to grow inside of me. And I was kind of doing both worlds. I was working at my clinic. I was starting to talk more and work a little bit with this other opportunity uh, and then as time went on, I, once I understood more of the, the power and more of the ability that I had, I was able to found this new company with my co-founders. And I really feel that it's, it's putting together both of those pieces for me. Like I have a, a company that allows access for patients, you know, unlimited access. There isn't, you know, we're removing barriers, you know, as frequently as we can just to make the care better to make the partnership easier. And then also behind that was the driving force to make an amazing place for nurses and anybody else, nurse practitioners, anybody else who's going to work here, just really love their jobs and feel welcome and not have that kind of cold, sterile hierarchy approach to a company. Um, and mm-hmm. I, you know, we're, we're working every day and we're, we're learning and, you know, we're not perfect, but I feel like we are really putting together something that's quite amazing. Awesome. Awesome. So again, you're offering amazing solutions. You're offering wonderful services. And I personally know that I was born to fight obscurity. So how do you help people to get to know about what you offer? What's been working to help people come through the doors? How are you getting the message out there about what it is that you do to help other humans? Yeah, well, I will tell you it was it was a huge struggle. We thought that, you know, coming out with this great idea that, you know, we could go directly to consumers. So, you know, regular, regular people and just tell them, you know, there's a better way to get your health care. And we did that and we tried and it doesn't mean that people didn't think this was great. And this was a really cool idea. It just was too big of a change. You know, people are used to, you know, you get your insurance from your employer or, or you pay a lot of money and buy it and, and then you use your insurance and you get care. And, and so people are kind of coming around to the idea but it's not necessarily something that people either have, you know, extra money lying around or that they are ready to kind of transition their budget and say, I'm going to, you know, purchase this really amazing healthcare solution. So what we ended up having to do was really find the, find a partnership that was going to allow us to get access give our patients access to us without it costing them any more money so that they could get a chance to see how amazing it is, experience a different type of care. And then, you know, it's just kind of spread. I mean, we haven't done a lot of marketing. Um, We have a very low marketing budget. It really came down to finding a great partnership, growing through that avenue first. Hmm. So without, of course, revealing, you know, details and private details you can't reveal, I love partnerships and collaborations. I always say, you know, Apple partners with Uh, Nike, Microsoft has partnered with school systems from elementary school to college and beyond. Starbucks has their Tivana. So tell me about like the types of partnerships that you've developed and that have served you guys. Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, there's, there's simple partnerships. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily simple, but there's operational partnerships. Of course, you know, you find a lab vendor to work with, you find an x-ray company and even those little smaller partnerships are actually really important with your business. For us, we 
decided to go with the one larger partnership that's really put us kind of out on the map. And that was kind of exploring, you know, what would get us to the patients the quickest, the, the cheapest for them, and who, who could help us sell this idea that already knows the clients that we're trying to get to. So we ended up forming a partnership with them, one of the larger insurance brokers in Minnesota. They knew us, like they knew my co-founder Thompson, and they knew me from a previous company that we worked in. And so that was a little bit of an in, but we realized this time around that they were going to be really great partners for us. And they were going to get our name out there and get the patients, you know, through the door, so to speak, even though we don't have any doors. I think that was, you know, huge for us. And it gave us a chance to really focus on our core business and not have to spend as much time worrying about selling and marketing and how are we going to get this out to the people because they already had people. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Um, And also listeners, um, for those who have been around for a little while, I am an advocate and fan of what she just mentioned. And I just want to break it down just to make sure that this is, it's actionable. So listen to what she said when she mentioned that she thought about partnering with people who already knows the clients that you're trying to get, right? You partnered with somebody who already knew the population that you're trying to serve and knew about their needs, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so she, she did not, and her team did not go about trying to educate an entire new market that there was a need for what she had to offer. She worked with people who already knew that there was a problem. And she also referenced that there was a previous relationship. She previously had a positive working relationship or positive relationship somehow with these people that you're partnering with now. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, cool. And also um, she talked about the benefits of having a partner is, you know, especially when you do a, a strategic partner who has, who's larger than you, they have the resources, the marketing, the sales that can help support you. And especially when you reach out to them and position what you do as an extension of what they do. That's super important when you're reaching out to do a pitch or, or an outreach or an invitation to somebody to learn more about your services. Always position it in a way where you're not asking them to change or shift their direction or business model. You're just asking them to better serve the people they're already serving. So um, would you agree with that statement? Yeah, absolutely. You um, summarized that very well. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So tell us more about what you guys have coming up and how people can keep in touch with you. Yeah, absolutely. So our big plans coming up here is we, as I mentioned, we are in the Minneapolis St. Paul region, but we are actually planning to expand to a size where we're going to cover about 70% of Minnesota, not size wise, but population wise. Uh, It would be great to eventually get to the entire state, but we have to kind of go one step at a time. And then we are also going to be expanding to multiple states across the country. Um, And so in order to do that, we had to, you know, kind of look at a few different things, look at, you know, states that are NP, you know, nurse practitioner friendly, direct primary care clinic friendly, like on the legislation and um, the regulations and really, you know, so we're, I get to talk to NPs all over the country now, which is really exciting. And I get to learn about how they feel about practice and, um, and really try to, you know, kind of enfold that into what we're doing in terms of our team culture. We're staying really focused on our core product, which is just bringing amazing primary care without the barriers. So that's not going to change. Otherwise, I mean, in terms of getting a hold of us or contacting us, like, uh, you know, we have our website and one of my other co-founders, Thompson and Darren Comey, he speaks at a lot of different events. If you get a chance to hear him speak, he's amazing. Hmm. 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's other ways of contact you would like me to share or if that's good. Awesome. No, that's good. Um, if people wanted to connect with you like online, are you active on any particular social media platform? Yeah, I primarily LinkedIn is a good way. Okay. All right. Sounds good. We'll list that. And also for my nurse practitioner listeners, if you're also interested in learning more about the direct primary care model, please, please check into Dr. Maria Walker's Facebook group. She has a Facebook group for around direct primary care for nurse practitioners as well as an additional resource. Of course, you got a chance to listen to a lot here and we'll leave contact information. All right. So thank you again so much for joining me and sharing all the details that you did about what's been um, best practices so far for your business. And I look forward to following your story. Yeah. Thank you for having me.